Welcome to Trine Days, The Journey, conversations with publisher Chris Milligan. I am Bruce DeTorres. Chris recently spoke with Francis Richard Connolly, whose new book just came out, JFK to 9-11, Everything is a Rich Man's Trick. It's based on Francis's documentary of the same name, the internet sensation that has had over one billion hits online while being banned by the mainstream media. Francis's book is available at TryingDay.com, Amazon, and elsewhere. This is the second half of his conversation with Chris. And then, you know, you look at the uh, secret societies. Okay, we've got Skull and Bones. And then, okay, we've got the Bilderberg uh, Society. Okay, right, right. Started in 1954 by a guy who was a uh, Nazi officer. And within that uh, organization, you have the royals. I mean... What are, what are the royals doing in there, okay? And you have the, the leaders of, of all the, uh, you know, the big companies and, and, and a bunch of, uh, you know, uh, top politicians, okay? Uh, so it, it seems quite obvious, okay? Some elite through the secret societies are orchestrating uh, uh, events here uh, to their own advantage. And part of those events is the um, rape of, uh, of children. Of children and it should be stopped and so it has to be. Uh, uh, and, and basically they are using secrecy to continue into in, in their power but uh, you know they use uh, their base in intelligence to be able to look at everybody else while shielding their own secrets exactly how do we stop that well chris um, you know only through revolution, you know that's inevitably Re- revolution through through a gun. Well, that's the point I'm about to make. That whenever you even the word frightens people. Whoa, you know. I think that we've reached a point technologically where it now is possible. I think to have a bloodless coup against the establishment, and the reason that I say that is because I do feel that the establishment are now losing this battle. And I think that the Prince Andrew affair and the Epstein affair, the Ghislaine Maxwell affair, shows you that they are losing. They have lost control. And they've lost control at the same time as your work and my work and the work of of others has come along and made the public sceptical as never before about what they're receiving from the elite. Something that I want people to take on board was something that George Orwell said, in, and I think in the line in the unicorn, and that is that the, the elites can stand moral force until the cows come home. The only thing that they fear is physical force, and that's very true. It's very true. It's all about the strong men and what the strong men decide to do. But I think, as I say, that they know that they're losing the battle with that. A few weeks ago, there was several headlines um, which were talking about the Queen. It was basically saying the Queen wants Prince Andrew to remain as the head of the Navy, the head of the Air Force, the head of this, the head of that, the head of everything. And they talked to people like the Grenadier Guards and and the Army and the RAF. And all of the leaders of the various forces had expressed real reservations about carrying on 
with Prince Andrew as a figurehead. It's very plain that the British military feel embarrassed by this whole affair. And if they find, and, I, and I'm sure they're going to find, the longer that, it, that this drags on, that, you know, if they're going to be called the, the pedophile RAF or the pedophile Royal Navy or the, you know, the pedophile British Army, no, 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 no. I mean, you're talking about some of the toughest men in the world, and they know that they've got the power to change political regimes just like that because they've got guns and they know how to shoot them. These are, you know, hard men who do not like to be humiliated. That, to me, is is the you know the the most important sort of sea change that we've seen because of what's going on with Prince Andrew, and that's also Chris happening at a time. Over the last, and, and this is only sort of about a month, one thing I've noticed is, is that the rhetoric about Prince Andrew has fundamentally changed. Up until about a month ago, everything to do with Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell, one thing or another, was reported fairly respectfully. When that whole episode started, where he was running and hiding so that the lawyers couldn't serve the papers on him, that was going to take him into the, the civil claim that Virginia Roberts or Virginia Dufresne has, has put forward. Once that uh, whole farce began, oh boy, what a change. All of the female journalists, and it was very noticeable, it was mainly the women, all of the, the women journalists who were working for the, the ITV, for BBC, for the Daily Mail, the Daily Telegraph, they were all saying, well, my God, this creep is hiding beneath his mother's skirts. He can't do this. He should stand up like a man. And they were all writing things like, listen, sunshine, it's time for you to grow a pair and, and stand up with this and show us that, that you're a man. You can be just about anything that you want to be in public life in England. You want to be a fornicator? They're not that bothered. You can fornicate. You can hurt people. You can be a thug. You can be just about anything. The one thing you cannot be in England is a coward. That they do not like. The British fell in love with Jimmy Connors when he was at Wimbledon because they love to see a bulldog. They love to see a snarling, scratching, fighting he-man. They, they adore that. They worship that. That's why Jimmy was, was so popular. You, you can be anything you like. You cannot be a coward. You can't run away and hide beneath your mother's skirt. And over the last, just over the last couple of days, especially in Australia, they've started to say, whoa, man, this could seriously be the end of the, the British monarchy. And it's led to this situation where even, you know, people who really are oligarch paid and they're in the, they're in the pay of, of, of the elites, even they are turning against uh, the, the royals, against the establishment. And this will be, you know, echoing very, very soundly around in the top echelons in your own country. Uh, you know, I mean, right now, Joe Biden's mob and uh, Trump's friends and Clinton's friends will all be saying to themselves, well, my God, supposing the royals go down, you know, they're, they're going to they're come after us next. So there's, there's all this pressure. And how much can they stand? How much, how, how, how long can they stand it? That is why I took the trouble today to say online, Chris, over the last few days in Britain, we've been told we're going to run out of meat, 
We're going to run out of CO2. There's a petrol crisis. We're going to go to war with China. We're, we're going to fall apart. We're going to have no energy. We're going to have this. We're going to have that. Absolutely every single word, to use your own term, was bullshit. It's all just fake news. And they, I've warned people there's going to be more. And there's going to be more because right at this moment, I honestly think that the establishment must feel like they're standing on a cliff edge and looking over their shoulder at the drop be behind and must feel like what they thought were a herd of sheep are coming closer and closer and closer and closer and uh, they're going to push them over the edge. And now they're realizing just how many of those sheep are rams and they've got horns. So right at this moment, they're scared. I, I do think modern technology has done two very important things. I honestly believe it's made a bloodless coup, a bloodless revolution possible. And what's mo most exciting to me, and, and I feel this since the day that I heard somebody one day say there should be pol uh, cameras on all politicians, just as there are all policemen are behaving in a completely different way now because of cameras. I was absolutely euphoric the other day when I was watching YouTube and I saw an American cop, he's actually saying, because he's had this, you know, tete-a-tete -tete with some of these audit people, and he's saying, God damn it, 20 years ago, I'd have shot that son of a bitch just in one second. He'd have been dead. That bitch there, she'd have been on the ground and I'd have broken her wrist and I'd have done this and that. And there, there's this cop pining for the, the brutality of 20 years ago but he can't do it now right. because there's a camera watching him and he knows it's the end of his life if he goes you know the way he wants to chris it's 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 a very huge change we've, we've got this world now where it's my video against your video every time people square up everybody these days they don't do it with their fists they square up to each other with, with their camera. And it really is changing the political world. So I do think it's possible. You may think me too optimistic, too much of a fool, I don't know. But I do think it's possible now to have a successful revolution, to take over. And the most important thing is beyond that. Because I can totally see why anybody listening to my voice right now throughout the world might say, whoa, now hang on. What about political stability? My first reaction to that would be, well, if political stability means the rape of little children by Prince Andrew, do you really want political stability? Is that what you want? Is it, that's, that's political stability, is it? It's political stability is Jeffrey Epstein, Gis, Ghislaine Maxwell going out onto the streets and finding little girls to seduce so she can strap on a dildo later and, and, and rape them. That's political stability. Well, I, I don't think so. I, I don't think that that really is what we want to continue with. I do think it's possible that we could even create a, you know, a, a world regime where corruption at the highest levels would become tediously difficult, put, put, put it that way. It, does that answer your question? I mean, am I being too optimistic, too, too no, idealistic? I, I, I've been uh, saying for years that the, uh, you know, the personal computer and the internet are, are, are changing the world and changing the world for the better. The phone is just a small personal computer. And, you know, and so, yes, you do have a citizens of, of, of people with uh, cameras out there, but 
you know, takeover implies that you're taking over and then those people are down. And, and, and I, I'm looking more at, at, at reform or uh, what we're talking in, in valediction is, is, is resurrection and changing how the governance happens. Offices change people, okay? When, when people get to be like a president and stuff like that, uh, you know, things change. I mean, Rose, Franklin Roosevelt family was very much of an elite, okay? He turned his back on them so much so that they tried to get him out of, out of power. Sitting in, in, in a publisher's seat, you know, has changed, you know, some of my understandings of, of things. So, so the offices do change things. In, in the United States, I'd love to see, right now we've got 535 people in D.C. because of the size of the building, okay? There should be, you know, 1,500 people there because you have more people and you have less less things that that they can do in power so yes i i think you know if you want to call it a bloodless coup but yes i do think that there is change happening and i think that yes the pressure that people that look into the truth and spread the you know try and spread what happened out there is making effect and i'm very hopeful for the future you know they're they are trying to figure out what to do they, they tried to do it here in, uh, with, with marijuana. Uh, they tried to say, we, we couldn't legalize it. We, we couldn't do it. Well, you know, we had a thing here in the States where if you get enough people to sign a piece of paper, then you can put it up for a vote. And if you can get enough people to vote for it, then by Job, it happens. <laughs> here, here's how the secret societies run the world, okay? It's a Leviathan of, of, of three levels and, and, and three parts. Top level, mining, metal, and money. Makes a lot of sense. If you control the mining that the money's based on, you're in good position, right? And yeah, then yeah. you've got drugs, guns, and oil. Okay, very active level. Okay, they use war a lot. And then where this meets the road is media, movies slash music, and quote unquote magic. Their ability to hoodwink us and their preponderance and using all these uh, mass rituals here. Well, I truly think that this bottom level, okay, we can flip, okay? We could, we, could, we could just flip the whole thing and because, you know, music and, and movies, you've got to control that. Well, you know, and I've, I've run into them very big time in, in the movies because people have tried to make movies out of trying to books and they've been stopped every time. Okay. But every day, as every day goes on, as you know, it gets cheaper, okay, to make movies and, and there's more places to distribute them. And it, with the media, one thing that's been going on with the media they've been playing some very big games out there. They've had to let some of the media with the, you know, give them, give them some lead, give them some reins, okay? And I truly think that they're, they're gonna get out of control and they're gonna turn on their masters, which is basically the scenario that, that you're talking about. And that's, yeah. uh, that's I believe, how it's, it, it, it's, okay. it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen differently here because, you know, we don't have, we don't have royals to deal with here. What besides the video you made and now the book on it, Francis, what do you spend the majority of your time doing, creating? What's your career? Well, I mean, this, this is my career. The big problem, how can I get the news out? I'm not sure that social media alone will let everybody who's seen the movie know that it's now available as a book. I think that it's hit so many people so hard that they would be prepared to spend the money on the book just to say thank you to me how did you feel when you got the book 
oh, Chris, I couldn't be any more delighted with with, with the, what, what the job that you've done. I've, I've told you this. And has local has local news uh, covered you making this video and, and your new book? In my region, I think there's something like 15 local newspapers, because I'm very close to Leeds, which in itself joins on to Bradford. Newcastle's not very far north. Manchester's not very far away. And in the Yorkshire region itself, there's, 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 there's hundreds of papers. Ask me how many have covered things, the book and me and all the rest of it so far. How many? Not one. And the, and the video came out when? Uh, in 20, well, it, it became massive in 2015. No, nobody from my local news, nobody from the national news, nobody from any part of the UK media has come near me for one second to let me say one single word. That is establishment control of the media. Which basically, it's evidence confirming the content of your video and your book. Absolutely. And that's what (laughs) power, this is how money leads to power. It is one of the great tragedies of history that the boys, and I'm going to say boys, who created Google, and in particular created YouTube, were not as savvy as I wish they had been. Because if they had remained autonomous and not sold out to the oligarchs who bought Google and bought YouTube and bought, what they could see was going to be the next great reservoir of power. I would say they probably paid hundreds of thousands of times over the odds for YouTube that it was actually worth at the time to make sure that they mm-hmm. got it to control it because mm-hmm. they knew how important it was it was going to be. I'm actually amazed in some ways that, that my movie wasn't banned from the moment that it came out. I mean, I think that they looked at it and would have said to themselves, well, nah, it, you know, this is going to go over the heads of the sheep mm-hmm. and, there, you know, there won't be enough sheep will be prepared to stick with this movie for three and a half hours. You know, a lot of people complain about the length when it, when, it, when it first came out. But in actual fact, I think it worked the opposite way. I want to thank you for coming on. Any last words? Well, I just want to thank both of you uh, for being such gracious hosts and for, for letting me get the, the word out there. Let's just cross our fingers and hope that the, the book sells now, Chris, for your sake, for my sake, and for the sake of the world. Amen. Onwards. Onwards.